On this week's Off the Circle, you're going to learn about a couple of home services company here in the area. Uh, how as a consumer, you should be shopping for home services. And uh, if you're a home services business, how you should be treating your consumers and prospects. Listen to indie-based entrepreneurs and business people, their experience and expertise. Have some laughs and learn along the way on this episode of Off the Circle, the Indianapolis business scene like you've never heard it before. Your hosts are Douglas Carr and Ryan Grimes. Welcome to another in Off the Circle. Today we're taking a little bit of a side uh, shift, uh, and this was what we wanted the show to be about. Uh, we always wanted to bring business owners and, and people working in local businesses that you're not going to hear about everywhere else and all over the media. And we wanted to introduce them to you guys. So uh, I am here, Douglas Carr, and I have my co-host Ryan Grimes in the house. Ryan, how are you, sir? Excellent. Thank you for asking, Doug. Yep. Fantastic. And we have, sitting at the table, we have a special guest, of course, Harry Howe. Yes, so Doug, you've already reversed the order of the introductions. But, uh, I did, didn't I? <laughs> hey, I, I'm pleased to uh, be here and invited with this uh, auspicious group. I'm Harry Howe, president of Howe Leadership, and I work with uh, busy entrepreneurs who become victims of their own success. And this is like the good old days because we used to have a we used to have our podcast at the office at the old office, and Harry was constantly on the show, so he always comes up with good questions for our guests. Uh, and we, we have immediately to my left, we have the Benjamin McCann. How are you, sir? Thank you, Doug. It's good to be here. I'm excited <laughs> to be here. It's exciting. <laughs> they let me into the circle. Into the, and, well, and no, we're off the circle. We're off the circle. <laughs> yeah. We're inside 465. The circle is like two blocks out. <laughs> yeah. missed it. It's awesome. And Ben is working with uh, Zynga's Security Solutions, working on home security and home automation. That's correct. Yep. And on the opposite side of the table, we have uh, Christine Coleman of our favorite client, Freedom Pest Control. Hi, Doug. I shouldn't and, say my favorite client. There's other clients. Yeah, I was going to say listening. that's, that's <laughs> really, I appreciate it, but that's putting yourself out there. And yeah, it's I, really hard to be as excited as Ben is, but wow, we're, we're excited to be well, here. You have a name like Freedom. Yeah. yeah. Like, you should be excited about it. I'm very excited. Everybody kind of laughed when we went there and I said, no, you know, it's all about freedom, whether you're, you know, in your work and your job, living in the country and the time we live in. So yeah, we're, we're excited to be here. So you guys are freedom from pests. We 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 help you exercise your right to live pest free. That's what we do. Isn't that awesome? Whoever does <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> your marketing is amazing. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> and I and I'm gonna go ahead and say uh, they're amongst my eight favorite clients. <laughs> you have seven voicemails when yeah. you're on your phone right now. <laughs> and people texting me right now. Well, uh, the. Uh, I, the motivation for today's show was talking about home services. And so we wanted to kind of take it from two sides. We'll, we'll start with the one side, but the one side is business to consumer. And what advice do you guys have when you're talking to uh, people shopping for your services? Oh, did I forget Howard? Nobody ever forgets Howard. <laughs> I was just let, letting you go till you put me in the corner here. <laughs> well, I, I talked to your boss. So. That's, uh, that's true. Christine is the boss. Always. I, I would have brought you in when the time I knew. I'm, I'm just the closer. That's Howard's, all I do. Howard's I the closer. I put the final touch on it all. 
Howard and and Howard and I go way back, so it really was rude for me to miss. That's you. okay. I know yeah. I'm unforgettable. <laughs> and Howard is a friend, mentor. Uh, Howard and Christine both have run how many successful businesses? Twenty-three. Twenty-two in eighteen years. Twenty-two and businesses five, in eighteen years. Five we still have between the two of us that we're active in the daily operation of now. And so, so th- I mean, that's a pretty amazing story there because um, when I look at people that are, are good mentors and people to look up to, sometimes they have two wins under their belt. Um, so having over 20 is just, uh, you know, the, these are the kind of people that you've worked B2B, B2C. It doesn't matter what the business you've gone into it, mm-hmm. turned it upside down, made it work and, and exited successfully. That's a, that uh, I think you guys probably have a record here. In that the, puts us into the entrepreneurial hall of fame. I was yeah. going to say, or, or in a couple of cases, ran away screaming. Uh. <laughs> but, but yeah, for the most part, exited successfully. Now I, I'm curious: were these primarily businesses that you started from scratch, or did you take over existing businesses? Most of them. All but four, we started from scratch. Wow. Uh, that is quite a record. Yeah, <laughs> we're 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 gluttons for punishment. Like, yeah. Well, you're always sprinting. But you but right? you learn something. You learn every time you learn something, and then there's another opportunity. You think, oh, I can take what I learned here, and maybe it would work here, or maybe this could be better if. And it's more, I think, just our insatiable curiosity. I'm looking at Howard because he's going to say it's something else. But uh, <laughs> I, I, it's just a, you see an opportunity, and you think, oh, I can do that. Can I do that? Oh, can I do that better? And then two years into it, you got another business that, you know, maybe you hadn't intended to in the beginning, but um, it's all worked out. That's kind of how Zynga's got started. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, George, the owner of Zynga's window coverings, started 19 years ago. And up until about three or four years ago, it was just him and one assistant. And now we've got 25 or so people just on the window side. And then the security division was kind of an afterthought because they did home services and with, you know, new homes, they do blinds and all of that fun stuff. And, uh, some of them, they wanted to be automated. So with the automation home technology, George is like, well, we need a a Z-Wave controller. Um, and that's a, that's a type of technology that controls automated blinds and stuff like that. And one of those is, um, uh, available through alarm.com partners. And so he just added it as a kind of a side thing. Like, yeah, if somebody wants that, they can do it. And then, uh, you know, I came along, um, the beginning of this year and said, Hey, what have you had somebody doing that full time? He was like, I'd love to, but he goes, our business is just blowing up so much on the window covering side that I don't even have time to think about it. And so, but he did the same thing I, I have in front of us, uh, you know, pet fencing and he's done it's a podcast. all this, they all kinds of that. stuff. They don't see this. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it smell yeah. Beautiful. Can't, great piece. Can't you read it? Great piece. Yeah. So like I'm an afterthought on, I'm not even in the picture of everybody. So it's like, yeah, those are the, the important people. They're the ones that actually make money. But well, yeah, it's, it was kind of added on and it just kind of grew into another thing. And he's like, well, Somebody's got to run it, and he didn't have time to do it. So, I was talking to a friend of mine, uh, Greg Cryos, and he's launched his first successful business in town, 250OK. They're up to 21 employees now, so they're really doing well. And uh, and we were talking how he almost pinches himself that sometimes he feels really egotistical about 
his capabilities. Like once you, once you get to a certain point, you just think kind of you're unstoppable. And, and now he's sitting there going, okay, well now I've got, when I first started, I didn't have any resources, but now I have resources. So what can I do next? Right. And, and he, and I told him, I said, I don't think that that's far out of line because I think a lot of business owners do reach a point where they go, okay, we've made all the bad mistakes. You know, we figured out all the good things to do with business and, why not start another business and give it another try? A lot, a lot of people think that business owners in general just like make all this money and we just sit up in our <laughs> yeah. castles and we just, you know, just sit here and just the pots of gold, it, the one percent, one percent, and just sit up there and don't don't do anything with it. And mo- and that couldn't be further from the truth. Every small business owner that I know, and even large business owners, they're looking at, hey, we've made all this with success. Now what can we? How can we find jobs for more people and to hire yeah. on and to grow and stuff like that so that's that's what i see out there yeah that's really why we started this just to talk to people about the extra things that they do with their lives you know we're all in the same boat together you know small business owners and there's not a whole lot of press about with the things that we do so we're like why don't we just make our own then let's just make our own podcast and get it out there and let everyone else tell their story that's outstanding. Um, I was going to say something you mentioned, Benjamin, about how Zynga got started. And what we found in a lot of things, how we've ended up in so many different companies is your customers kind of drive you. Yes, exactly. Because you get to a point, you build trust, you know, there, there's a need and they say, gee, I really, w- I can't tell you how many businesses we ended up in that the customer said, wow, you, this has been such a great experience. I trust you. I wish you could do this for me because I'm struggling over here. Mm-hmm. Well, really, well, why are you struggling? What's the problem? Well, let me help you put some resources together. And it's been a very natural, organic kind of, oh, well, I don't have time to do this for you, but let me set up the structure because I happen to have the experience to know how to do that. Let me get some key people together that I trust yes. and let them do this for you. Right. And then boom, a seed's in the ground. You got a company. And like what you, I love what you ended up with there. You're also taking other people who wouldn't maybe necessarily have that opportunity otherwise and saying, let me teach you something very specific that you can grow into. And so you're not just providing a service for yourself as a business owner. You know, you're making mm-hmm. money. You're providing a service to your community because you're becoming trusted and, and an ethical business. But you're also taking people in your community who say, how do we – I don't know what to do. I can't find a job. Go out there and contribute what you know how to do and turn that into a job. Yeah. And that's kind of our organic and a well-paying explosion. Job that, Absolutely. Know. Because nobody works harder than when you're working for yourself. And when you bring somebody in the team like that, you know, it's, it's different when you say, I, I need you to help me build a team. It's not, I need to hire somebody. And yeah. we don't ever try to approach it like that just for that reason. And I think it shows in the service that you end up getting in front of your customers too. Well, my grandfather used to say opportunity comes dressed up in overalls mm-hmm. and looks like a lot like hard work. Yep. And, uh, it doesn't smell real great. It doesn't, you time. don't smell good. I mean, there's been times, I mean, getting this business off the ground. Uh, I mean, you know, if, if we didn't have techs or we did, we had too many jobs for that week, I'm in the attics, I'm in the crawl spaces, I'm running wire, I'm putting up sensors, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm out there in the trenches mm-hmm. and then the back in the office, after it's all done, getting the paperwork done and, and doing everything. So, uh, yeah, 
<laughs> I joke with people that there's sometimes where I'll go do a keynote speech and they'll treat me like a god. You know, I'll have an assistant and everything else. And then I and then I come back and I find myself scrubbing a stain out of the carpet <laughs> in the <laughs> office because yeah. I don't have anybody to clean the I need someone for this. <laughs> a little yeah, yeah. But I think, Nigel, where are you? You know, I, I, I think that's a healthy conversation and a good starter for this because that's um, because a lot of people, the only thing they see is the CEOs that are pulling down millions of dollars a year or whatever, or the golden parachutes or everything else. But they don't ever see the companies when these guys, you know, when ladies are working hundreds of hours a week and trying to put this stuff together and trying to get it off the ground and failing and succeeding and running up their credit cards and, you know, and doing everything that's necessary uh, to do. By the time you get to the point where one business is successful, I think, you know, you guys are are on a on a hot streak but you know a lot of people have two three failed businesses before they get the first successful one off the ground or the government comes in and pulls it out from under you well and that and that happens too and i think there's you know there's there's ample you know evidence that when you know I, we're going through it right now with income taxes here in the united states you know i i very few people, when I ask someone who doesn't own a business how corporate taxes work, very few of them know. You know, they say, well, he didn't pay any corporate taxes or she didn't pay any corporate taxes. Well, the, clap for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the first thing is that just means that you weren't profitable. They didn't make any money. Yeah. You know, but the second thing is you discounted all of the employee uh, tax, payroll right. taxes that like they Suda. that they paid half of, yeah. you know, and so uh, it's it's surprising at how you know ignorant, you know, and that I don't mean that in a negative connotation. I just mean that just uninformed, Lacking uninformed. Yeah, mm-hmm. people yeah. people are. Mm-hmm. Well, um, the 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 two subjects that I wanted to really focus on. The first one was for consumers. So for the people listening there, you guys are both working for successful home services companies. Uh, I know that, um, you know, having worked with freedom, we see the type of competition that you're up against out there. And, and, uh, and without, without going into great detail, some snakes out there that are really doing some terrible things to try to, um, battle, you know, you guys, um, it's been an eye opener for me. And, you know, so for consumers, what advice do you have? And I'll start with Christine, you know, as, as you're looking for a home service company and you guys are pest control, obviously, um, when someone's looking for a pest control company, what, what are the differentiator? What are the questions that they can ask that can really weed out the good ones from the bad? I think the most important thing and what we try to do as as a company is we want to be an informed choice. Um, we're not always the most cost effective out there, but what we what we do that a lot of people don't do is is full disclosure. Here's how this works, here's what you can expect, here's what we can do, and here's how much is hype that people want you to think so that you will pay them more money because if they keep you uninformed, they can take advantage of the fact that you're just panicked because you have a problem. And why we got into this particular area of business, because this is our first really direct-to-consumer business, we've always worked with businesses, is because we think there's a gap in um, how you treat 
consumers. You know, consumers aren't stupid. Consumers don't need someone telling them what to do, what to think. They just need good information. So the number one thing I would say, and Howard may want to add something else here, you know, don't be afraid to ask questions. I think I have this issue. How would you go about doing it? Why, why would I want you to do it as opposed to trying to do it myself when I know there are 10 billion methods to doing it myself? In some circumstances, it may make sense for somebody to do something first before they incur the cost of bringing us in. We're going to tell you that. We're going to tell you that right up front because we don't want, we're not, we're, we're in this business to make money. Let me, let me not, sure. not blow that. But we're also in this business to inform people how to be better consumers and not be taken advantage of. Because when you can't be taken advantage of, you automatically start weeding out some of those other kind of people that you were referring to earlier because that's what they prey on. And so we say, you know, business people succeed because they have information. Why not have a a business or a service that gives information directly to the consumer? So that's kind of our I don't know if it's not, it's not our motto, but that's the premise. That's the mantra ethical maybe. premise. That's the mantra we, we try to work with. Did you steal it from us or did we steal it from you? <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I, I think it goes, you know, all around the table, whether it's business to business or business to consumer. I think all of us who have reputable businesses prefer to work with an informed client or customer. It, it, mm-hmm. You can always be most effective in that environment. And uh, it's gratifying to help that individual. We but, call it the no BS policy, no bait and switch. Yeah. I see a lot yeah. of uh, unethical marketing practices yeah. done in our industry, and you mm-hmm. probably have the same yeah. thing where they they have print material ads that say have this ridiculously low price and free, 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 free. And then you read the fine print or they set an appointment and a guy comes out there and they're spending two or three times more than they really should have mm-hmm. because they didn't have the information that, that you mentioned that, that would be they, – they could make an informed decision um, and they have high-pressure sales techniques that work, but they don't end up becoming repeat customers exactly. because the customer feels like they – once they realize, I you know, I got taken advantage of, they're not calling them back. They're going right. to try to find somebody else. Well, and that's something very interesting. We kind of measure our success. This is our – we finished up our fourth season, and we're tr- – kind of measuring our successes. How did we do in this new industry with this new kind of uh, approach and how much of our business is repeat business and how much of it is stuff we're out, you know, generating leads. Anybody can go generate a customer mm-hmm. one time, but if you keep them and, and, and you're getting referrals from those other customers, then you've built a relationship. Then you've built trust in your community. And that's what we're setting out to do and saying, can you do that and duplicate it? You know, everybody told us, well, if you're going to be in that industry, if you're going to be in home services directly to the consumer, you will fail because you can't do that. The only way you make money is you got to, got to be sneaky. You got to lie. You got to get them to sign stuff they don't really need. And then you make money. And we don't believe that. I agree. We, we think you build trust and you stay there and you do what you say you're going to do. You give them the information they need up front. And, and when they come back, boom, you're successful. Mm-hmm. Now it's slower. It's lower profit year after year, but. Being in business sometimes isn't only about the money, which goes back to, Doug, your misperception that a lot of people have. It's not about sitting and raking in the money. It's about what am I doing with my life that matters? What do I feel good about? How am I helping? And am I able to pay my mortgage and send my kid to college while I'm doing it? Absolutely. If you would have told me 10 years ago as a woman who have had my challenges trying to be an entrepreneur in the world after coming out of 10 years of the corporate world, and there there were some challenges – 
you would never have convinced me I'd end up in the pest control industry. (laughs) I mean, who who does that? But you would be shocked at how many women are looking at that because, number one, it's – it's kind of recession proof. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a need there and, and, and there's a trust factor there. There are a lot of opportunities there and, and we'd like to bring in some more female technicians. They're just not out there. We're, you know, we're, we're heavily recruiting, but there's a lot of thought changing there. So Christine, I'm curious. Um, you, as a woman entrepreneur, do you feel that in this particular instance, while there were some challenges, that being a woman certainly has some advantages? in that you can identify with um, who is what I imagine is your primary customer. I'm thinking it's probably primarily women who are there in the home and engaging your services. And and you can – and just by virtue of being another woman, you're more trustworthy in their eyes. Well, to to answer that, i got to preface that by saying we don't market ourselves as a woman-owned business because – I personally have an issue with that. Okay. I'm a business person, and I want to get out there and compete with every other business person based on what we can deliver, not, oh, I'm going to give you a shot because you're a woman and, you know, I'm pissed off at every man in the world. I don't want – it's not what we're trying to build. But it's not a good business model either. It, it's not. <laughs> but I will defer to Howard because I know there have been some instances as he's dealing with people on the phone and they're trying to find something they've been taken advantage of or, or they're trying to find something to hold on to where I know he's brought up the fact – well, we're a woman-owned company, so we understand where your concerns are. So is that something you see? Yeah, I think that plays well into we show empathy for the client and going back to education. <clears throat> we try and spend the time to educate them on their problem or understand what their problem actually is versus just a two-second phone call going, oh, you heard something in the attic, great, it's 300 bucks. we'll be out tomorrow. And people tell us that's what they hear from the other side. Um, so I think what happens is when we spend a little time trying to really understand what it is, put them at ease. As an example, you know, a younger lady called this morning who had a bed bug problem. She was hysterical. You know, we talked about that for a while and said, you know, it's not her fault and walked her through that. And she then proceeded to tell me that I was the third person she spoke to and no one seemed to give a rip. She didn't use those words. She was a little more harsh, but <laughs> in, you know, that no one cared. And just because we did, she, she obviously booked work with us, but we spent the time going through what to expect. We, in, we explained to them what to expect and set expectations just like you would for a consulting job or an installation of window treatment. There's an expectation set if it's done properly. So the customer knows here's where we're starting. Here's what's going to happen during the process. And here's what's going to look like when it's over. And we do that. That's why our customers give us five star ratings all the time because it's exactly what we tell them. And it's not. Just the dispatchers that talk to them or the owner of the company or the technician that does work, everybody understands the same process and everybody follows the same process. So if I talk to somebody and then they call three days later and talk to one of the other dispatchers or talk to Christine or just saw one of our techs in, in at lunch somewhere and stopped to talk to them because they saw the truck, which they do frequently, they get the exact same story. And I'll get customers that will call and say, you know what, I talked to you the other day, I talked to so-and-so and I talked to here. And we walk through it, and they said, wow, it's always the same. How is that done? Well, it's done because we follow a process. It's done because we care about your, what you have, what problems you have, what concerns you have. And we want to accomplish that in a fashion that makes you feel good about it and be happy you chose us to do business. But the short answer is that has little to do with we're a woman-owned company. Nothing to it's, do with it. That's, it's know. driven from a woman's mentality because she's the boss. 
she de- she determines, you know, she sets the, the level of what the business is and how we're going to direct it, whether she likes that or not. She directs it. You don't like that word boss. No, I don't like the fact that it's a woman's mentality. How is a woman's mentality different? And this is a whole different show. No, it's a good I, I mean, I'm either a good, I'm either a good business person or I'm not. Well, it has nothing are. to do with whether or not I'm a woman. But it's both. And I think you that's kind of where you, you, have the hair you were going with it. But. Well, there's, there, I, but I do think, you know, look, you know, three, however many hundreds of thousands of years of evolution, you know, I, I have always felt that. Uh, one doesn't take away from better no. better business person or not a better business yeah. person. But I always thought, like, I've always worked with women better than I've worked with men. And it's usually because when I got in a room with men, it was, okay, this is a competition and who's going to win the argument. And when I sat down with women and worked with women, it was, how are we going to fix the problem? Yeah. And okay. and so I, I, you know, and like I said, I don't know that one is – you know, better or worse or anything. I feel like the combination is, you know, and that's probably yeah. where the magic is with you guys is the combination. 20 years later, I actually have the word empathy in my vocabulary and actually have <laughs> provide empathy. And, 20 years ago, it wasn't I even in my vocabulary. So that <laughs> is, that <laughs> is driven. Well, I mean, that realistically is. The, the premise of my question was that uh, I think that many women have been taken advantage of. Oh. And... From a that, consumer standpoint? Yes, that, that they feel as though they're victims, whether it be the carpet cleaning guy, the used car salesman, exactly. the mechanic, you know, that it's like a conspiracy against them and, and they would find it refreshing to deal with. When it's, it's probably why you got, you know, where you gritted your teeth there is, is because if you're a shady salesperson, you're probably going to, talk down to the woman kind of thing, you know, Oh, it, this is too complex for you to understand, or this is, you know, and, and so that's, you know, my guess is that's where that comes from. Right. I think you're right, Harry. We see that a lot with, uh, older people, uh, women across the board, but also seniors, men and women that have been taken advantage of. So again, going back to, if you have the empathy and you spend the time, a large part of our customer base, probably 75, 80% is that. Because they understand we are truly looking out for their best interest and trying to make sure they get taken care of fairly. But to directly say, you know, address what you were talking about, I don't think he ever says, and we're a woman-owned company. Right. So it's, it's, it's how he approaches it and the fact that we've talked through how we think we should do this. And maybe that goes back to what Doug mentioned about, you know, there is a difference in the approach. So maybe that does make a difference. I have just for years trying to block off being treated differently because I'm a woman, it, it just bristles the back sure. of my neck a little bit to yeah. think, you know, no, I'm either a good business person, I'm an honest person, or I'm not. It's not I'm a woman or I'm not a woman, and that makes the difference. But I think maybe to answer your question, it does make a difference because of the informed, empathetic, uh, we want to resolve your issue. It's not about how much can we get out of you, are you going to sign in a contract, and Along those lines, a lot of companies in our business, that's their bread and butter. We've had people call us and say, well, I guess I'll have to sign a contract. No, you don't. Well, but so-and-so wanted me to. Why don't you want me to? Well, because in your case, it's not what's in your best interest. You don't need it. Why would you spend the money on it? And they are flabbergasted that we would just volunteer that information to them. 
And those are our repeat customers. They, they're the ones who call their neighbors and say, hey, if you have an issue, I trust them. And that's what, what we're trying to build. I have a similar you know, situation with, with security systems. Some people think that they have to jump into this expensive contract that's going to give them. And, and sometimes I'll say, well, well, no, you don't. And, and we have two, two sides. We got the big boys in blue, and then we got the little guys that are selling the DIY you know, mm-hmm. stuff that's cheap and junk and doesn't have automation. And then you got the guys that are going in selling everything they can. And they're surprised to hear when we say, well, we have two ways to do business with us. You can either sign an agreement so we'll front the cost of the equipment which is usually 500 or a thousand dollars up front we just recover that over a three-year period of time and we know that if you're happy you're going to stay with us seven to ten years so we'll make our money in the long run and we're willing to 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 lower uh, the prices and they'll say well i don't want to pay that that monthly okay well then you buy the equipment and because we have a hard dollar cost on the money if you pay for all the equipment up front then we can lower your monthly cost and you'll have all the controls and automation. And some people, some people look, do the math and they go, well, you know what? I'll just pay the monthly, the, you know, a little bit more on the monthly and I don't have to upfront the cost of the equipment. Or they say, I'll go ahead and pay the equipment because I don't want that monthly. And they'll even say, can I pay annually? Right. And I'll give them a break on a price for that too. And they, they're surprised to hear that we give them those options. I was going to say, but you gave them the options and you informed them yeah. how it works. And that's where a lot of things with smaller companies fall down yeah. because they're afraid, well, if I give them too much information, I'm not going to get the sale. Right. It's well, not about the sale. It's about like, especially what you do with security. Yeah. It's about trust. I mean, yeah. we, we have a longstanding relationship with our security company and I guarantee you, I, I know more now than I did 15 years ago when we started with them. I would probably have found another company because they didn't give me all the information I needed. They said, you must do this. This is how it works. Yeah. And we're into it, you know, up to here. Yeah. But well, I, 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 but I cust- love that, that, that approach. I had a customer the other day and I was going out on a sales call and he had asked me to come out because he saw us on a commercial project that we were working on. He sits on this board for this group and he wanted me to come check out his house. He's like, wow, you know, did such a fantastic job. Tell me what it would be for my house. And I came out there and he says, he goes, you actually, if I pay for the equipment, I'm actually spending more money than if I just go with the, the high, little bit higher monthly amount over a three-year period of time. I'm actually going to become out better ahead by not fronting the cost. Mm-hmm. And he goes, how can you afford to do that? And I, and I told him, I said, look, we know our numbers. We know our customers. And on average, we're not looking at that three-year agreement. That's just to recover our costs. We want you to be a customer for right. life. You're and investing in exactly. you Exactly. So we know if we give you the best stuff up front, the best equipment, the best service, and you're going to be excited yeah. about it. That's actually the name of the company. Zynga's exciting window equipment. So <laughs> that's why I bring that. Oh, that's so, um, but you're you're going to get a call you'll from get the branding. So excited, they'll show off all of the stuff they could do, their friends and family. But not only are you going to be a customer seven, 10 years down the road on, on average, but you're going to tell a bunch right. of other people about it. And we're going to be successful um, by giving you those options. I did a Facebook live video the other day where I did a DIY versus I didn't do a good job at it because I didn't plan it. It was one of those, gosh, I, I was seeing people were asking me, I'm going to get ready. Can I mention company names for a competitor or anything? Sure, yeah. So you know, there's Simply Safe that's out there, and you get the Arlo's and you got the uh, Nest and stuff like that. And, and we're independent, so we can work with anybody, product, help them install it or whatever, but DIY versus you know the equipment that the pros use. Mm-hmm. Well, the pros' equipment is should last longer. And when I show them the math and I say, hey, look, 
we can sell you our pro equipment. You can own that. It actually ends up being less expensive than a DIY uh, stuff, and it's better equipment. The DIY, for instance, Simply Safe doesn't have any of the automation connections to it. You're spending the same amount of money if you just purchase the equipment to have the door window sensors and the motions, and it doesn't have the ability to add on uh, in the future. Isn't uh, that all the take the tape off the back and stick it to the wall stuff. That's kind of, yeah. Yeah, it is. That's yeah. terrifying and, and, that people <laughs> use that. Kind of, that. That terrifies me. You know, it's it's at the end of the day, it's Battery the, number the technology, <laughs> technology is only a part of the solution. I come out and I talk to them about reinforcing their door jams. I talk to them about their lighting. I talk to them about where their rose bushes are located. I talk to them about um, security. Imagine that. actual security. Well, that's yeah. the same. I talk to them about accessing their firearm. In fact, I helped co-found an organization called civilianprotector.com. I think I've talked to you about it where we do firearms training and combatives and uh, tactical medical in case you get stabbed or shot. How do you fix your So you stay alive. I mean, we're going into that. If they want us to come into their house and do a boot camp, we'll do two or three days and teaching them commando Krav Maga and some other stuff. So it's it's, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. That's how I actually got into this. I've been doing that for nine years. I've only been doing this for about a year now. Um, And it's fun. You know, and it's like, well, what what if, you know, some criminals, they're not going to be stopped by a sign, a sticker or an alarm system. Um, you know, we want to slow them down. We've got a, a company we refer people to. I'll put a plug in for them, Circle City Tent. Um, they do, they put a film over the, the glass so they make it shatterproof. You can shoot it with an AR-15 and you can't kick it in. It's going to take a long time to get through. What does that do for someone? It gives them time to respond. That's all it's going to do. The alarm system is That's going what my to dog is for. By the, you got a good dog. I love your dog. Gambino, that, that he's beautiful. Like Russian blue color. Uh, but you know, the dog will be all over him. But, you know, again, the, we use a, a product called Door Devil. Nobody else in town uses the Door Devil. It's a four-foot piece of 16-gauge steel that goes over the door jam, and it's got four, it's got eight four-inch bolts that go all the way into the wall. When that deadbolt goes in there, the, what's going to have to fail is the door itself. Most people don't realize that there's only this much wood, about a half inch of soft wood over their little... A little door Locked. brass plate yeah. there, and little they only have the standard screws that are half inch. And m- even if you put longer screws in there, it's it's not spread out. Is that is that amazing when you see these? Uh, what are the, the invasions? When you see the videos of them, yeah, like these guys in. pretty much just pop like the door. Yeah, yeah. it's not. Mm-hmm. So in people, my in my old neighborhood, when they were building it down in uh, Heartland Crossing, they would just take a chainsaw and cut through the living room wall and be right, kick it in and be right in your <laughs> That's house. That's a fast way to that do that. That makes a lot more oh, sense. Wow. <laughs> until, they, until they hit the 240. <laughs> <laughs> Bang. What was that? Yeah. <laughs> What's that guy flying across my backyard? Yeah. <laughs> Off the Circle was brought to you by MyITND. If you're a small to medium-sized business and need assistance with networking, security, and other IT services, Contact Ryan at info at myitindy.com. Off the Circle is brought to you by DK New Media. DK New Media is a marketing consultancy working with some of the world's largest brands on their digital marketing and media strategies. Contact Doug at dknewmedia.com. Well, I, and both of you guys are touching on something I think, uh, both of your industries, and I guess all of home services, all of home services has a DIY competition 
you know, to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, the big box stores uh, sure. try to sell DIY. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, I don't have a problem with Some people are tech savvy. Some of them teach me stuff when I go out there. they like, wow, they can do it themselves. The question is, I can fix my own brakes on my car and change my own oil, but do I want to do it? Well, what's my time worth as well? Exactly. Well, not but not only that. What you're talking about is, you know, you're you're giving them the, you know, the buffet of options and the, you know, I always tell people the 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 reason why we're good at what we do is because we work on it twenty four seven. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, marketing is another thing that you could do it yourself. But when you do it yourself, you're 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 not going to avoid the two hundred mistakes that I've already you know burned through and made, right? Exactly. So, same thing on. I got security. a high five on the podcast. Hey, that's awesome. <laughs> the same thing on a security. Somebody could do it themselves, yeah. but did they forget their basement egress window, or did they? Right. I mean, there's all the. We have a checklist of things yeah. that we're going to go through. Do you know all those things? Right. And are you sure you did it right? When your life is on the line, is a five dollar piece of cheap Chinese crap equipment that you bought from, you know, online store and it didn't work because you didn't set it up right or you well, replace that's, the batteries, you didn't you know, get notification. And, and in the pest control business, you run into that with all the chemicals that everybody's oh, yeah. using. You have everything is up maybe five, ten percent of the potency of what we use. When someone <laughs> says. I had a lady the other day who said, "Hey, we're gonna we bombed our house three different times. It hasn't worked. Well, how much? Did you, how many bombs? Well, we put twenty of them in the house. How much is a bomb? Oh, about ten bucks. So you spent six hundred dollars on bombs and you still haven't gotten rid of your problem? Nope. And you know my cost was only one hundred ninety five dollars. Yeah, to do it once. I think you should have called me first. Yeah. You know, and then we walk through that. But you know, the interesting part is that's across the board with everything as you said. It doesn't matter if there's a home version of it, people can do it. It it costs less, but it's not cheaper." Well, uh, nice. yes. I've always heard the, the quote, uh, the money you save and doing it yourself comes in handy when you got to pay the guy to fix do it, it right. or do it right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, there, and there are some things, and it goes back to, like you said, time. It's time and effectiveness. Is it a little bitty problem that you can live with and try and do it yourself and move through it? Then that's fine. Try and do it yourself. If it doesn't work, don't hesitate to get someone else involved. Just find someone you trust who's not going to mm-hmm. see you coming and take advantage of you because you had a blown up DIY attempt. I mean, I try doing, I like doing stuff organic when, when possible. Sometimes it's effective. Sometimes it's not. And if, mm-hmm. if doing that means I'm going to have a much bigger problem later that really is a health issue that needs to, then that's the time you say, nope, it's not worth it this time, but I'll hang my own picture or I'll, you know, put my own, save the DIY for something else that's not life-threatening, that's not affect the security thing is a perfect example. You don't want to put, if you're going to put any investment in security in your home, make sure it it's works. going to secure you. <laughs> you know, otherwise you're throwing good money after bad yeah. money and you've wasted all your time in the meantime. Well, the other thing on the pest side, you guys, I mean, if you don't get a hold of a termite problem or you get some other, you can cause some significant damage. It's going to be very expensive down the road. You to can, your home. and you can have some significant liability, which since you brought that up as an example, we do not do termites. It, termites is a very specific thing. It is very heavily regulated, and people need to be specialists to do it. Mm-hmm. Now, is that to say that other companies who are general pest control companies can do termites? Mm-hmm. Yes, they can. Question number one, what should a consumer ask? <laughs> ask what is your licensure of your yeah. technicians? Do they actually have a license to do this specific treatment, especially when it comes to termites? If they are not licensed, realtors Brokers, listen, this is really important. And if you're like me, you've, you've got nailed on this before. If you got to have a termite inspection, get a licensed termite inspector, not a pest control company who will write you a report. Because if that goes bad and lawsuits gets filed, mm. 
you're hanging out there. Mm, so just ask the right questions and be idea. informed. Yeah. Wow. See that? Our work is done. Yep. We informed ourselves. Turn everything off. We're good. <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> I'd like to go back to something that Ben said a moment ago. I think one of the tragedies is the person who has a sense of security because he did it himself, and yet the reality is quite different. He's not secure. That That is the double whammy. I have story after story. I have a, a good friend of mine. Um, his brother was murdered last year. He had a DIY system in his in his house. He's, he's right here in Indianapolis. It, it made the newspapers. Uh, they didn't even find him for three days. His girlfriend was out of town, um, and they didn't even find his body for three days. Now, if he had an alarm system, even if the struggle ended up in him him being terminated, they the, the police would have been on the way. They would have known right away. They would have been a little bit hotter on the case. Uh, they never did find the guy. They never find out who did it. Um, and he had a you know they he, he had a DIY. People think cameras are good alarm uh, security. No, they're not. They record what happened after the fact. They're they might be a little bit of a deterrent, but cameras are not enough. Um, if someone comes in your home, you know, and they're standing in your living room and the fight is on, what are you going to do? Well, not only that, all the people that break into a place and don't even know that there's a camera there. So yeah. they so didn't they, stop them. Yeah, they're they, not slowing they, anything down. Yeah. <laughs> didn't, didn't stop but, but as a consumer, what is that worth to you? I mean, what is yeah. your security worth? And, and you know, you, like you say, you, you want to do it yourself. You have a false sense of security. Yeah. You know, I'd call and ask somebody. I mean, just a, a, a reputable company will at least give you the information and tell you the difference. And then you make the decision. Should I try and do it myself or is it really worth me putting the money up? And we've had customers call us and say, I'm sorry to take up your time, spend you know, 20, mm-hmm. 25 minutes. Here's what I think I need to do. What do you think? What should I do? Well, I really don't want to spend the money. I really want to try it myself. Hey, no problem. We're, we don't feel bad about that. Yeah. But if if you do it, be sure you do this. If you're going to call somebody else and ask them, here are the questions to ask them to make sure that they're not going to give you a runaround. And I would bet you three out of five people that happens with every season call us back and say, wow, I did exactly what you told me to do. You were exactly right. I don't want to do this myself, and I don't trust somebody else who tried to lie to me. Will you please come fix this that's for me awesome. now? And that, to me, that's a win. That that's a, a win, win for mm-hmm. everybody. We send out a, um, we make it available and we have a link and we share it all. It says seven point DIY checklist. Here's the things you can do. And it goes through seven points in each really? one and rate yourself and how you're doing on it. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, here's where you can go get the stuff to do it yourself. And oh, if you want to hire us, here's how much it'll cost to do it. And sometimes they'll go looking at the, all of this and they're like, wow, you know what? I need to do it all. I, again, I, I've got a buddy. He's in an IT and I'm, I'm a techie guy. So, the normal person, what they might be, take eight hours to do, I might do in two. What he does in 10, 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, his billable rate is like 120, 110, 120 bucks an hour, but he does it in 10 minutes. So his effective cost for me hiring him is actually way less than me doing it myself. Mm-hmm. And the average person on the street trying it themselves, I mean, I look at my billable, I've got it, I don't know how many of you guys have this, but I know what my billable rate is and I know what my time is actually worth. Yeah. And I just ask that question before I get to think about doing it myself. I go, okay, what's it it's really going to take me how me? long? What's it really going to cost me where I could just be out making a few more sales or a few more phone calls and working on my own business? And I'll trust 
Freedom Pest Control take care of my bugs. I'm not going to sit around and bug bomb my house. I don't want to be around when they're doing it. And I hate the smell. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do all that stuff. So now you guys mentioned organic. Um, tell me, can you tell me a little bit about that? Your organic options or well, when, when possible, you said? When I say organic, there, there's a lot, there's a lot changing in the chemical industry. There's a lot of things kind of being battled out in Washington right now about chemical regulations. Mm. Um, and I think it's going to go on forever. I don't think there's going to be an easy solution. Yeah. There are more you not I don't want to say user friendly. There are more chemicals coming out that are less harsh than some of the other chemicals and due to the technology are just as effective. Mm-hmm. They're few and far between. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people who will tell you we do an organic option and Without saying something that's going to blow back on me, I know a couple for a fact take the same chemicals we buy and water them down so they're not as stinky, and that's their organic solution. Mm. That's ridiculous. I mean, it's it's the same chemical. But when I when I was talking organic or trying to do it yourself, there's a lot of things you can do. You can put apple cider vinegar on to deter ants. You yeah. can put sugar down a hole to deter some bugs because Stuff they can't. Stuff my do wife it. does with her essential the, oils thing. It, it's, exactly. There's <laughs> they a, work. there's a lot. Well, some of them do, some and do. they do work to. I, I, I kind of call them my old school solutions because they've been around for thousands of years. But also we don't have chemical resistant bugs yeah. now that they didn't have, you know, in, in mm. indigenous people time where, you know, natural solutions. You plant a citronella plant and you wouldn't get a mosquito within 20, 20 feet of it. Well, nowadays we've got a whole different breed that's been chemicalized and immune to that. Do they work? Yeah, they might work a little bit. Do they work like they used to work? No, they don't. Mm. And and you can tell people, try it yourself. If you don't have a bad infestation, it might work to get you what you need. If it doesn't, we can help. But to say, oh, that doesn't work, you just have to buy a chemical. I don't believe in telling people, mm. no, you have to buy a chemical because sometimes you don't. And we just want to inform them and let them make that choice. Um, and if it doesn't work, they, you know, yeah, more they'll than, call. More than likely what they'll find is that when they use a home remedy, for lack of a better term to call it, an organic solution, they do something, but it's what I usually call a knockdown. It'll knock down the bugs. It may move something from that specific area, but it doesn't get rid of your problem. If anything, it masks it. And what happens then is the customer then thinks, oh, this is great. And then the next season or later that year, whatever it may be, their problem is two, three, four times worse. And then it goes back to what you said. They end up paying more because now instead of getting rid of it in a single or two treatment, now they may need three or four because it's had time to grow mm-hmm. and expand. So what's interesting is a lot of the competitors out there do the bait and switch, as you said earlier, and they tell people, oh, it's, it's not po-. We start out with, Went we're to going BS. to treat your house with poison. <laughs> this is poison. Now, it's properly controlled. It's We're licensed. Our technicians are licensed. We're licensed to buy it. We're licensed to apply it. It's used properly. We use the best chemicals we can. Most of the chemicals we do use actually don't smell at all because we specifically look for those type of things. So if you don't have the knowledge and expertise, they can become pretty dangerous. Mm. By doing it properly, though, we remove that for the customer. And we'll do things where when we treat a house, every customer is told, you, it's your home. You can stay there. We can't make you leave. But we're going to ask you to leave while we treat about two hours after for a basic pest control treatment. So that way, when everything's wet and moist, you're not touching it. You're not causing any potential reaction. Mm. You're going to leave. Once you're back, everything's dry. Then it's inert to people. And at that point, you're safe. 
You know, we don't want Gambino getting sick because he licked some, you know, a he drop on every the ground. Well, he licks everything. Yeah. So we want him, we want him either put in a kennel for the day, you know, kenneled up in his kennel or outside or in the, you know, take him with him somewhere because we don't want him to get sick. Yeah. And if you do those things, that makes sense. And telling customer that up front, again, that honesty factor, they'll say, well, I talked to so and so and they didn't tell me. Well, okay. Look online and see what tell, they're telling you their chemicals they're going to use. Oh, they don't. Well, the reason for that is it's poison. So I, I just I just put a connection together how I think our companies could work together because one of the biggest problems that that I have um, with our uh, security systems is is on the camera side, bugs yeah, and right. spiders. They tripping motions all day or blocking stuff and then they've got all the it's eating up all of their memory because it's constantly recording on motion because and then so they either got to clean it off and stuff like that so there's there's the solution right there yeah. that there I you can go tell Pre-treat. my customers like hey you know what talk to freedom Pest yeah they Control. they do uh they'll keep your keep your cameras well, from and, getting and we can work something out too for you know for your customers specifically yeah, no, we definitely need to have that conversation. The the and uh, you know special things that you had mentioned too during the course of the year is like someone has a reunion in their backyard mm-hmm. that you could just go pre-treat for a re you know for the mm-hmm. event. You don't have to sign a contract yeah. or well, anything with, else. With mosquitoes specifically, and and, yeah. and I want to throw out a disclaimer because we had somebody call a couple of weeks ago that said. Uh, I saw one. <laughs> well, no, no, no. It, it was it, well, maybe it was over Fourth of July weekend. It was the night before Fourth of July. Okay. July 3rd, somebody called like 4.30 in the evening and said, hey, I talked to you earlier this year about some mosquito treatment, and I've decided I want you to come out. Can you come now? <laughs> yeah. mm, no. We're, we're, we got a, we got a full day. Is this an emergency? I mean, you don't have an emergency mosquito problem. Yeah. No, we're having a party tomorrow, and – well, first of all, you need to give it time. You yeah. have a day or two. You can't. But he, but he remembered. Oh, we can treat for an event. He just kind of remembered it in the final moments <laughs> yeah. prior to that. So he yeah, my teenage son. Yeah. So we appreciate <laughs> that he thought of us, but we just wish he'd have thought of it like a day or two earlier when he realized he was actually going to have a backyard full of people. Hey, I just moved into to a house uh, in, in the middle of the hood uh, last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, looks like can there's bed now? bugs crawling out of every orifice <laughs> yeah. of can, my house. Can you come out now and put in an alarm system? I just saw I just saw someone online a couple of days ago that Airbnb mm-hmm. they had bed bugs. Well, that's believable. Oh. A lot of people do. I mean, that's that you you don't think about that though. You think about you know bed bugs are you know. I get to do all this research for you guys, so I'm always creeped out. But um, <laughs> seriously, it does. Um, the hair it really it's does. Terrifying. It really Our is. Our family won't travel anymore because of they saying, "Oh no, it's yeah, it's it's not a it's not a wealth thing. It's not I stay in a nice right. hotel. It it doesn't matter. Right? They're yeah, everywhere. Seen those online yeah. videos or they yeah, they're in. everywhere. Well, well oh. now you think about the Airbnb thing. We just you know we just went from a hotel and airport and cab problem to uh every house problem yeah <laughs> you know or every movie theater or schools oh. Oh. we had we had a situation with the school and they called and said you know there's an issue can you treat the school happy to they had to notify the kids send a note home it's like what happens with those kids backpacks you're sending home on that school bus yeah. which will also need to be treated and they they were like nah, that's not our problem we oh. just treat the school that's fine. We're happy to come in and help you out, but you got to understand they're just going to cycle back. Yeah. It's 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 like lice. You got to take it from beginning to end, mm. and it will go away. And one of the first things when we first got into this, I could not get my head around where did this come from. I, I grew up here. I never heard of bed bugs in this kind of you know uh, infestation level. They said it's because we're so mobile. 
you know, we're traveling. Everybody's traveling. So yeah. when you get one, they're picked up in an area they've been prolific in, and they just they travel. They're just little hitchhikers. They don't care how much money you make. They don't care where you live. They don't care if your house is made out of cardboard or Whether marble it's clean or, or dirty. Or gold. Or, yeah. It doesn't matter if they can right. cling on to something. And because we're so mobile, they're everywhere. <laughs> My motto has always been with pests: kill them all, and let Jesus sort them out. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Especially mosquitoes. I, like, I don't know if you want to change that tagline, but I like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's. I, I want to close it out. One one thing that I wanted to ask you guys. So we've, you know, you guys talked about um, the effort involved, obviously, in educating your clients or prospects, and then you talked about obviously the competition in the space. You've got do-it-yourselfers. You've got people that are less than um, ethical ethical, you know, and you've got, um, the big box store, you know, the big, big box stores. And then honestly, you've got consumers who feel like they're, they, they just go into every agreement thinking they're going to get ripped off. Would you start a home services company over again? I would. Our model works. Well, that's I, why we start so many other businesses. The model works as duplicatable. Yeah, when you take care of people, I mean, when you're when you, you the core of what you do is just serving, and you you you're honest and upfront, and you're transparent, and you don't BS, and you you may not be the cheapest, but you have the best value because you're giving them everything they need. I mean, I think people are always gonna there's always gonna be business. Somebody might somebody might as well get it. It might as well be the good guys because there's enough of the bad guys that are out there. And, uh, you know, from a marketing perspective, I just think, you know, we live in the technology age, the information age, where we're drowning in information and starving for wisdom. And I think that there's so many people that are out there that think that they can just Google and find their answer right away. And, and honestly, what it takes sometimes is, you know, hi, I'm Ben. I'm your neighbor. I live down in the neighborhood over. And I'm a pro at this. Let me come out and and talk with you and take a look at your solution because everybody's house is different. Everybody has different pest needs. They have different gardening needs. They have different security needs. And sometimes they just need somebody they can trust to just come out and do that. So it's hard to educate on everything. And and you guys probably have some things that come up with just about everybody. And you try to mass, you know, educate to the masses as far as when you're competing on marketing. But at the end of the day, it really comes down to, do they trust who they're doing with business with? Yep. And are you going to be there down the road? Um, and are you going to take care of me? You're going to empathize that word. It's not in my vocabulary yet. I'm learning it, uh, Howard, <laughs> but, uh, I'm still the kind of bull in China shop. Just blah, 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 blah. I need to shut up and listen more. But well, let's, let's close it out. Uh, Ben, where can people find you? Online, they can find us online at zingashome.com, spelled Z I N G A S home.com. We are putting a new website up that should be up soon, zingasecurity.com. Um, and uh, but they can go to zingashome.com and there's a tab on there where it talks about security automation. We also do home theaters and private networks, and there's a whole bunch of stuff we do. You can go on the website and check it out or call 317 uh 449 2518. Say it one more time. 317-449-2518. Fantastic. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And Christine, where can, where can folks, I know where folks can find you, but. Yeah, we, we have this wonderful new website thanks to uh, DK New Media and it's uh, gofreedompestcontrol.com. It's gofreedompestcontrol.com. It's a little long. We're on Facebook also. 
Um, you can look us up there or you can reach us directly for some solutions or answer your questions at 317-537-0996, 317-537-0996. And uh, thanks for having us today and appreciate the hookup with Ben, too. I think we may be able to work together and take care of each other's clients. Great deal. So. Good. That's awesome. Ha- ha- Harry, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> whoever that is. <laughs> So, Harry Howe, you can find me at harry at howlead.com. Be happy to buy somebody a cup of coffee and chat with them about uh, how to take their business to the next level. If you want coffee, go to Brickhouse Coffee in Greenwood. They just opened up oh, their I, roaster. I about that. Yeah. Have you been there? No, not Awesome yet. place. I'm going to put a plug in for my buddy Jared and his wife, Laura. They've been roasting for years. I've been buying their coffee for years. Yeah. So they roast for a lot of people in town, but they also now have a retail shop where you can go. Fantastic. And they got Wi-Fi. It's in the old Jonathan Bird's building where they oh, used to get his express. Yeah. Go check them out. Buy some coffee. Tell them Ben sent you. You might go got ask for an undertow. On the side, just okay. <laughs> <That's a little laughs> scary. Ryan, uh, again, this is Ryan Grimes from My IT Indie. Here, you can get a hold of us on Facebook.com slash My IT Indie, or call us at three one seven five three four zero five six two, or email us at info at myitindie.com. Well, thank you, everybody. The, the, you know what was great about this podcast was. We it ba- flew by. We barely had to say yeah. anything. This is awesome. You guys yeah. are great. That this made is it amazing. One of our I, I like yeah. the uh, education piece. Seems huge. I mean, I learned more than I ever thought I would about past that. Yeah. yeah, more than anybody wants to. Well, yeah. and thanks everybody yep. for joining us today, and uh, we'll see you next week. If you're an Indianapolis business and would like to be on Off the Circle, contact us at offthecircle.com. Off the Circle is recorded at DK New Media's state-of-the-art studio, the Speakeasy in downtown Indianapolis.